I got some on the thing. That's fine. That's what it's there for, I My, think. I, d- I don't think so. Call me Elon Musk, because I am high on the podcast. What? I'm high. You're high? Yeah. I had a gummy like a bit ago. I've been high for a minute, but I've been trying to see if I could keep it a secret. You knew we had to record! Also, here's the thing. I'm just, I, I, I thought you were going to come home drunk. I wasn't sure like emotionally where you were going to be. They only had Heinekens. I had two Heinekens, but I don't know if you know much about Heinekens. They don't really get you drunk. I don't know much about much at all. You're correct. So I was like, <laughs> is, it, is it gross? What? I want to try it. Oh my god. What's wrong with it? <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> that tastes like cough medicine. Happy, it happy, smells like cough medicine. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Yeah. Happy holidays. Don't drink the truly holiday sangria style hard seltzer. I'm trying to read the flavor because I when you said it's sangria style. Yeah, that's I, the thing. That's I, the flavor. I, in my defense, I didn't think sangria style counted no, as a that, flavor, but it is because I don't think any real fruits are in that. How is it the style if you <laughs> if it's objectively not the usual format? If you've objectively not followed the style guide. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays, at, everyone. At, as of this being released, I think we can confidently say, I mean, I'm, I'm a person who, you know, celebrates Christmas early, but I think once we are at Thanksgiving and beyond, we can consider it the holiday season. Yeah. This is our first holiday season adventure. I just demand that people wait until Thanksgiving. But why? Because give it, give Thanksgiving at least a day. I give it the day i'm not celebrating christmas on thanksgiving but i can listen to christmas music celebrate thanksgiving on thanksgiving and then continue listening to christmas music. i think that's weird i think you're weird thanksgiving is a fall holiday when and december is a winter one they feel different so it feels weird to be celebrating a wintry theme when it's still fall i guess nothing makes sense here nothing makes sense in my life yeah man <laughs> had a bad few days um i fly home tomorrow yeah and my, f- my first time being on a plane since may and did you know that uh, the day we record this is the same day as the release of our movie? Is it really? Yes. I know Family Values was released on November 19th. Isn't that crazy? That's fun, isn't it? I don't care. Next year's thir- the 30th anniversary. We, are, we, we, are, we watched and recorded Adam's Family Values on the 29th anniversary of Adam's Family Values. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Oh my god, that's so fun. That's so fun. Hold on. Where are we? So, I'm so glad you asked. Welcome to Stop Your Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. I'm Delaney, and I like movies. And I'm Natalie, and I do not. And you have to admit, this is a good movie. This movie was great. I love this movie. Like, I don't think you believed me when I told you that I think this is just one of my favorite comfort movies. Good movie. Like, I genuinely think it's incredible. A comforting movie. I agree. This is... 1993's Adam's Family Values. Excellent. A movie that I think in the pantheon of film is one of the best examples of a sequel that is better than its predecessor. It has good reviews. It has good reviews. And the Adam's Family in 1991 that like, you know, preceded this got kind of mixed reviews. Um, And I think people consider this and The Godfather 2 to be the best examples of a sequel that is better than its predecessor. Yeah. And that is crazy. <laughs> well, you add a baby. The baby really... You really liked the Pubert. Baby. <laughs> Pubert is fantastic. The baby in this is the one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. Natalie is a big fan of Caitlin and Kristen Hooper. Yes, because I was going to say, Pubert is played by some of the best baby actors I've ever seen. <laughs> if not the best baby actors I've ever seen. 
they're pretty fucking cute. They're so cute. They're so like involved. Like they like don't care what's going on. I always think about um, Maleficent with how the all the babies kept crying because they and were. So, and so they had to use Angelina Jolie's actual daughter. Yeah, because she was the only one not scared of Angelina Jolie. Like most babies don't like to work on film sets. <laughs> This movie's incredible. This is I'm a just, great movie. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set that up. I have truly, I think, zero notes on this movie. Not like notes, like I like I have zero things that I would change. Good. My mind went blank because I was like, great, because I don't have any notes. So are we just together, just doing no notes throughout this whole thing? <laughs> this came out in 1993. Both this and its predecessor were directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, and truly just. I think his like he like he directed you know the Men in Black movies, mm-hmm. the Adams Family movies, and Nine Lives. You know what Nine Lives is? About cats. That's the one where Kevin Spacey turns into a cat. But yeah, this is oft remembered as I think the best Adams Family adaptation of all time, and also the source of one of John Mulaney's best bits. Yeah, a lot of the the reviews for all other Adams Family things are bad. They're not. I mean, well. No one likes... Well, actually, I'm seeing very, very conflicting reviews on Wednesday. The, the show that came out yesterday. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people... Which you would think that they would wait a day. <laughs> but I'm seeing people who are like, this is fantastic, and people who are like, this is garbage. Well, that, be, be, people are going to do that. Like, The Addams Family already is not going to be everyone's fucking cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, the people I've seen talk about Wednesday, which I think, again, literally premiered yesterday. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty good. I don't know, but there have been a lot of Adams Families throughout the years. It started as a New Yorker cartoon. And I think what's fascinating about these is that growing up, probably until senior year of high school, I simply did not know the difference between the Adams Family and the Monsters. To me, they are the exact same. I'm... Are you just now learning they're not the same? Just now learning, yeah. They look the same. Well, because the Monsters are active, like... Monsters. It's a vampire. It's a Frankenstein. Frankenstein is... It's whatever the fucking other ones are. And yeah. this one is just people. Like, the, but that they kind of look like. Yeah, there's kind of there's kind of goth. But then also, Fester literally cannot die and also conducts electricity. So he's the one standout. Fester confuses me a bit. Elaborate. His whole like whole creepy thing is just that he like can't. He doesn't. I guess he doesn't have a neck. Is that? <laughs> did you think? Did you hear the part where I said he literally conducts electricity? <laughs> is that? Oh, is that like a power of his? That, that's like a, a, a common thing since that's why he doesn't die when she throws the toaster in the bathtub. Oh. Also, I think he literally can't die. <laughs> I thought that was just part of the greater him being immortal. I mean, like it might be, but no, like uh, starting with like the original TV series, which ran for only two seasons in the 60s. I really thought it was longer than that. Mm-hmm. He would just like put a fucking light bulb in his mouth and it would light up. And like that was just a thing that happened throughout, oh. throughout the TV series. I don't know if it ever has like an explanation, but oh my God, I'm, the Wikipedia page for the general Adams family has a section about the pinball machine. And I've played the Adams family pinball machine. It was at my local um, bowling alley and I loved it. <laughs> but you, you have not necessarily seen any Adams no. family things before this, which is like crazy to me. Cause I, I had like just like a big fascination with the Adams family. I think early high school, it's the, it's the, it evolves. It into, evolves from the Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas Girls. I, you know, it's it evolves one way or the other. <laughs> but, but I, I, I saw the stage show in like 2010, and then I think fell down a rabbit hole where I watched both of these movies, and then also just got really into the production of the original ABC live action television series because they shot it in black and white. But in order to have the correct shades of black and white, the entire set was pink. Oh yeah. 
It was like all pink and like yellow pastels to have like the right contrast. So it looked crazy. It looked gorgeous. It looked like my dream house is what it looked like. So where does this, where, where is this in the... In Pantheon? In the Pantheon. So the New Yorker cartoons were in like the 30s. Okay. Charles Adams is long dead. Charles Adams is no longer here. And then the TV adaptation was not until 1964. Uh-huh. And that's when it got like very popular. Like people didn't really care about the New Yorker cartoons Uh until they became the TV show in 1964. It was on ABC. It only ran two seasons, but the franchise remained in popular consciousness even after the series concluded. The television series was often rerun through television syndication for years afterwards. And it was followed by a 1972 crossover appearance in Scooby-Doo. Of course it was. It has (laughs) Scooby-Doo energy. And then an animated series in the 70s. And then like a few like one-off specials like Halloween with the Addams Family. But that was kind of it until the 90s. Gotcha. So it was the TV show and like it was big in the 60s and 70s with kind of some on and off specials and franchise stuff. But then it was kind of dead in the 80s. And then it came back in 1991 with these two films. But a lot of people consider these kind of the main Addams Family content yeah that makes sense like the most canon yeah just because again i don't think the tv show had much lore i don't think they got to too much um but people consider christina ricci like the the wednesday adams roll julia died yeah this was his last um this was the last project of his to be released before his death i think one thing was released posthumously but angelica houston has talked about how angelica houston is morticia yes and She's talked about how on the set of this movie, she could tell he was dying, that he was like losing weight and like his energy wasn't affected at all. He was still like, people talk about him with such love. Yeah. Like people adored this man, that he was just absolutely lovely. But yeah, he died a year, like he died in 1994. Okay. Oh, it was, okay. It was nominated for an Academy Award in Best Art Direction. Hell yeah. However, it did lose to Schindler's List. That'll happen. (laughs) And then... Angelica Houston was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress. So like this was... Her performance was fantastic. Everyone in this movie is good. Yeah. (laughs) It's camp. Everyone is kind of acting camp. People either acting camp, like just the right amount of over the top, or Raul Julia and Angelica Houston are, as we often talk about, playing it fully straight. It's gorgeous. I genuinely like love... Raul Julia in these movies. Yeah. I think he's so hot. <laughs> he's quite, he's, he looks very good. He looks good and he's, he just loves his wife. People always come back to Gomez Adams just being like, this man's perfect. That's what you want. He loves he his has wife energy so much. Of loving his wife so much. And he's not like a wife guy. He's no. not making his wife his entire personality. There's no consensual workplace relationship yeah. happening. No consensual or non-consensual workplace relationships Are going here. on in this He is laser focused. That is his woman. He is not losing focus. No. He loves this woman so much. <laughs> but yeah, and then I worked on a high school production of the stage musical yes. my junior year. Right. Which... I made my whole personality. I was not in it. I I could not sing to save my fucking life. But I sure did props. I sure propped that show to hell. How did you do the hand? Um, Is the hand in the musical? It is not written in the musical. So the Broadway version was able to have something. I think truly just like like through the curtain. Like a well-placed glove. Yeah, but it is not in the script of the show, so it does not require us to do something. Gotcha. No, yeah, Thing is already just like... 
barely a character. <laughs> like, Thing and Cousin It are both like in the original TV series, but yeah. they're both just kind of cameos in these movies. Outside of, honestly, uh, the parents and the two oldest kids, I wouldn't have known anyone else in this. No, Lurch is very important. Lurch I, is their butler, and he's tall. He's tall, and I... Well, because I was just thinking, even while watching the movie, I was like, why would you go for Fester when Lurch is standing <laughs> right there? I don't think Lurch but can Lurch, speak. Lurch is their, like, their servant? Yeah, Lurch is the help. <laughs> but they do like him. Oh, yeah, like... Well, and the whole, um... I might have to go into my minigame before. What? Before we talk about the plot, because I'm just going to still talk about the musical. All right. No, but um, the whole thing in the musical is that Lurch doesn't speak throughout the entire thing, except for like grunts. Mm-hmm. And then it's one of those things where he doesn't speak. And then he has the big song, like the big heartwarming song at the end. I love that. I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way, because we're already talking about the musical. We're talking yeah. about my love for this franchise. Is and for the, the musical considered it. canon? Um, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't think anyone cares about the Adams Family canon. Right. <laughs> you know, sure. there's, this is not um, a franchise or a fan base that's like, you know, we really need some solid set in stone canon here. Right. No. And so the musical is just, you know, an, a new adaptation of the same characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff is kept the same. Again, they're pretty like archetypal characters and so they don't have to change much it's just now they've aged up wednesday to be 18 and so like the whole thing is oh she has a boyfriend who's a normie and then that's the plot but fester's there grandma's there lurch is there and then we've got like the normal family right so you do not know this musical no no baby no no pubert is not in. there's no okay so pubert isn't necessarily like considered part of the greater canon canon there Look, man, I cannot express how I don't think anyone cares about the canon of the Adams family. Well, like if you were to if you were to sit someone down and give them a paper, I would I would say and be like, draw the Adams family. It would be the family as it was shown probably in those original cartoons and in that original TV series. So that is more uh, Morticia and Gomez, Fester, Lurch, Pugsley and Wednesday, and probably Grandma. Gotcha. I don't think people care that much about Grandma, but I think she's considered as part of, part like, of the, the core. core. Okay. The core family. Um, so what I'm going to do is, and you know, this is going to be a little bit loosey-goosey, but if you can, if you would like to pull up the song list, okay. I'm pretty sure none of them say the title of the song in the first minute yeah, well, on, of honestly, audio play. if you chose to do that, I should get it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Do you have a song list pulled up? Yes, I think so. Okay, wait. Um, There's like a thousand of them. Yes. Oh, so another fun thing about the musical is that there are three different versions. Broadway? This, I think, will be the Broadway cast recording, but also... So it will not be Chicago pre-Broadway or the U.S. tour and current productions? No, the tour and current productions is what is currently played at high schools. Okay. But that is not what the cast recording is. That is Wednesday singing. Mm-hmm. It's not pulled. It's not pulled. Okay. Oh, well, fuck me. That's the only song she's listed as singing in. <laughs> that's not, is it one, it's not one year in Adams. No. Those are my only guesses. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, obviously, this is going to be the Gomez solo, <laughs> happy, sad. Well, she sure said the word normal. She's so... So I do think that it would be one normal night. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Company. Yeah. All right. You got me there. I would think that the word normal would come up a lot in this show. All right, next. (laughs) 
that the moon in me? No. Damn it. Is that just around the corner? It is not. Fuck. That is the Gomez Solar. <laughs> Happy chat. <laughs> this is Waiting, sung by Carolee Carmelo, who is Lucas's mother. And this is when she just gets so drunk that she starts complaining about her marriage and singing on a table. I love that. I'm going to convince you to like this show. Is that the moon in me? It's not the moon in me. It's a not fester. It is not fester. Interesting. Do you not know what Nathan Lane sounds like? So that's Gomez. (laughs) No, that was just me genuinely. So it sounds like that's Gomez. Uh, Is that the Gomez (laughs) happy sad? This is the opening number when you're in Adam's. hot <laughs> nathan lane is in this movie simply hot nathan lane makes a cameo in this movie does he yeah i, I saved up all of my energy to see tony shalhoub i'm still so proud of you i had no idea you knew what tony shalhoub looked like i got it okay that was when you're in adams one okay. of the best opening numbers of all time it is an excellent song i thought you only knew polls i do know that one too granted that one's like the closest thing they have to using like the Adams Family, actual Adams Family song, right? What's this? The overture? Yeah, this is the Adams Family theme. Which then leads into when you're in Adams. So like this is, that's, that, it's like, I don't think being familiar with that, I don't consider being familiar with that song being like that impressive. Right, but it's not the, but it's not the Adams Family theme. Right, but it's, it's so, it's like their version of it. It's like the big song of the show. That's what I'm saying. Other than Pulp. Sure. Of course, Pulp. I don't know what argument you're making I have this whole time thought that when you're in Adams was with the tune of the original Adams family. (laughs) Is what I'm saying. (laughs) Obviously, that's the point I'm making. And I was hoping you would say it. And I wouldn't have to sit here and expose myself on live television. Die cast. I feel like, you know, I feel like it's going to just be in the air unless I ask it. No, it is not the Gomez solo happy sad. One of those things, you know, it feels like a dumb question. No, yeah, yeah, but no, I, think, I, get, I get it. I understand. We're I understand. all thinking it. Mm-hmm. Morticia? No. <laughs> Guys, you ever sing a song about your wife and then go, this is the sacred chalice <laughs> of Adam's family past. I was like, maybe they were by the chalice. <laughs> Oh, he's just telling her. Yeah. He's just making small talk. You've been like, hey, babe, I'm really excited to fuck you later. But did you know that this is the family chalice of Adam's family past? Well, I was thinking maybe the male ancestors were doing their own thing. <laughs> like they were talking to each other. This is Nathan Lane again. Well, Gomez is doing something else. This is still Nathan Lane. <laughs> this is full disclosure, which is basically they all have a family dinner, but they all have this giant chalice. And the whole thing is that you sip from it and then just tell a secret. No, I would have probably gotten that if I listened to more of it. <laughs> I might have picked up on it. Okay, you're doing great. I know I am. <laughs> Man, this musical is really like a godsend for the high school theater nerd who loves Phantom of the Opera. You know high schools can do Phantom of the Opera. No, I know. But the kid who's like, man, that's my favorite. I want to be Phantom one day. Getting to do Gomez in this is I all, right was, up their alley. I hope he doesn't listen to this. I'm sure he won't. Right ja- up their alley. Jackson, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry. I was in love with the guy who played our Gomez. I, oh my God. God, he, he was so good. Is he married or gay? 
No, neither, I don't think. I don't keep up with him actively, but Jackson, I think you knew. He was a year above me, too. I was a junior, he was that, a senior. Okay, well, that was me with my um, Marius. Oh, Marius. I had such Monsieur a crush. Monsieur Marius. Such a crush on Marius. Monsieur Marius. <laughs> All right, ready? Yes. I feel like I recognize that. Is that pulled? It's not pulled. Okay, so second question that I think is on everyone's mind. Could this mayhaps be the Gomez solo? Happy sad. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling sad. Ah, okay. Okay. I'll do I'll do two more for okay. you. Just 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 for a little funsies. Is this pulled? That is pulled! Yes! <laughs> every every high school theater girl knows it by heart. Knows those just two two notes. There was there was a time where all of us were singing it. Yep. And I guess let's do. You can guess while it's still playing. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this I'm, is now. This is not the Gomez solo "Happy Sad." I know that. It's Wesley Taylor. <laughs> oh, it's the moon in me. <laughs> so it's not Wesley Taylor. That's the moon in me. <laughs> That's not Wesley Taylor, but that is Bertram from Jesse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I guess this does disprove that. You know. It either disproves one that they're taking this movie that we are discussing as canon, or two that um, Fester and Dementia actually end up together because a large plot point of the musical is that Fester is in love with the moon. <laughs> Fester X Moon fan. <laughs> I'm sure it is out there. There's gotta be. I get. I guess the moon and me kind of disproves. I don't. Adam's think- family values creating a solid canon. Yeah. Well, I don't think that I, uh, that I I would more likely buy that he doesn't end up with dementia. Mm. Dementia could have just been. But an, she's also bald, just like him. Could have just been an example of him being able to love again. Oh, we don't know who he ends up with. I but, need a, I need a dementia. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't, don't know. We kind of did because we kind of decided that I'm festive. I don't think that word means what you think it does. <laughs> yeah, and when we first jokingly you said it, and then the next scene it was it like, was, "Don't use puppets during sex." <laughs> yeah. And then the, quickly after was, uh, of course he likes you. He puked. Yeah. And I was like, damn, he's he's just like me. I was like, this is crazy. That They keep... If Fester <laughs> walks out of this next scene with a TikTok, I'm going to live it. <laughs> the, the, the way this kicks off is that suddenly... We don't even see Morticia pregnant. No. She just goes, I'm having a baby. And they go to the hospital. Okay. And we get pubert. The best baby I've ever seen. <laughs> He's born with a little mustache Best and a little baby. comb over. Excellent baby. <laughs> I love that they put white makeup on the baby, but you can tell little... they're like it's a, it's a baby, so like around his eyes and mouth, it's just wiped off. <laughs> and the, the the whole thing here is uh, Wednesday and Pugsley do not like having a new baby. Yeah, 
Wednesday goes, you know what happens when they, you know, have a new baby? One of us has to die. And he goes, well, which one of us has to die? And she goes, well, they only need one son. Oh, so it's going to be her. But Pubert's Pubert's a boy. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Pubert actively has a mustache. Pubert's a boy played by two girls. (laughs) And then at some point, Morticia comes over. She's like, do you think we love the baby more? Do you think that one of you has to die in order for the baby to be here? But now the two of them are just being dicks because they're they're trying to kill the baby. They're trying to kill the baby. They're trying to kill the baby. The baby is pretty boss in that they try to guillotine it and it catches the blade in between its fingers. The baby is very similar to the series of Unfortunate Events Baby. Mmm, Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the most precocious baby you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Far more precocious than any baby has the right to be. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, shit. Our kids are annoying. Yeah. And they're trying to kill the baby. That baby's gonna die. That baby's simply... Or murder. ...going to die. We're going to lose a child. Yeah, one of our kids is gonna kill another kid, and we're not positive that the murderer won't be the active baby. Yeah, it could be the baby. Quite likely it will be the baby. And so they're like, we're gonna hire a nanny. They they sure do have a... uh, little mobile of knives so it probably well, yeah. would be the baby well and then they're like, they're like oh this is like the adams family heirloom mobile of knives and then is there a song about that as well similar to the chalice or <laughs> <laughs> that's full disclosure part two this, this is the sacred mobile of adam's family past <laughs> There is, however, a song about how lucas's dad falls in love with a squid and i think has a sexual reawakening that's that's hentai That's hentai. He, he, I think he fucks a squid. They have beaks. <laughs> Squids? Yeah. The, oh. So, ow. Against the law, first of all. First and foremost, <laughs> bestiality don't do it. But also, like, only hole on a squid has a beak. Did you not digest? Not di- did I not digest? Did you not dissect squids? No. Oh, we did squids. Did you do any dissection? We only did owl pellets. We um, did owl you, pellets if, in elementary school. If you took, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, no. That was elementary school. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, um, in high school, we did rats. Oh, whole ass rat. Whole ass rat. Um, if you took anatomy, you did a cat, but I didn't take anatomy. That's horrible. You just did a full ass squid. They're little. There are also many different types of squid. Little, I don't so think all of them have beaks. Small squid. Well, the one I cut open did. Okay, and therefore all. <laughs> because we were told to cut the beak out of it, and it was like, goes on our little paper of squid parts. Yeah. <laughs> Dissection is so upsetting. Yeah. I don't know why. I remember going into biology and being anxious regularly about when we were going to be dissecting things. I was fine with dissecting the rat. I just didn't like the smell of formaldehyde. I mean, I prefer that over formaldehyde and squid. <laughs> and s- seafood. I helped with the uh, the younger kids when I-, I was like a helper when they did their round of squids the way we do where I'm from. And they didn't have, uh, they just bought squid, I think from like the grocery store. So it was just warm fish smell. So I don't think that's how dissections work. When is anyone going to be digest- digesting? Fuck. Dude, you've really got to. When is anyone going to be dissecting a squid? When is anyone going to be dissecting anything? Well, and like, well, because they do tests on rats. Who's like, I gotta that, cut that squid open. That's the thing is, I don't think the at least with rats, I think they're at least they're mammals, and yeah. so their interior looks kind of similar to our interior. There's no blood with a the squid. There's. I also don't think they have like a spleen. They have eyes, or like or a eye. fucking liver. <laughs> Clearly, I don't really remember the squid. <laughs> they might have two. I think one eye. <laughs> Anyway, I hated it. 
They hire a nanny. <laughs> they hire a nanny who. Uh, it's Debbie. Yeah. It's just fucking Debbie, who immediately I was confused because I was just like, should I like her? I don't want to get invested in this character. The the morals of the Adams family confuses me. Well, and I tried to explain it as they, and I think at the end when they realize she's a serial killer, you know, they're like, look, we admire your work and we admire what you do. But you tried to fuck with our family, and that's where we draw the line. But they aren't putting any of the children in trouble for trying to murder their sibling, and neither of the children have any any qualms about cutting the head off a baby. Well, that's the weird thing, is that they're trying to kill the baby, but then as soon as Wednesday walks in on Debbie calling the baby a brat, she's like, he's not a brat. He is a brat. (laughs) And so it's definitely like, it's like... Family over I can everything. guillotine my... Yeah, I can guillotine my fucking brother. The but... baby in my family can be guillotined by me. Yeah. But fuck you. You're <laughs> honestly not even really an insult, more of an observation. But they hire her. First of all, she's a live-in nanny. Yeah, what? <laughs> and she immediately, you know, as people do in movies, decides to watch only news stories about herself. I would. You would? I... How do you find those? I'll... Is she watching them on like... Is this on cable broadcast or is she, does she like have these on a videotape? I think it's on cable broadcast. So did she just happen to come across it? Well, I'm assuming she must have recently done one. Right. So, so she's, they, just she, watch- she's actively loose. She's like they just would watching be, MSNBC until they talk about it? They would talk about it. If there was a serial killer actively just like out and about, they couldn't find. I guess. Um, no one get married. <laughs> but she's a, she's a black widow and... Basically, she marries men for their money and then kills them. Yeah. Now, she, when she came in, was sick. I loved her. So I'm, I'm a bummed out <laughs> that things turned out the way they did. Because I found her very fun. I loved the, like, blonde, cute girl comes in and she's a psychopath. That was very amusing to me. Well, and I, Joan Cusack's the fucking best. She's yeah. just great. And she's great in this movie. But she's, she's, a, she's a man-eater. Right. And you, you said this is like, there are multiple black widows. Oh yeah. It's just, a, it's at this point considered a category of murder. Mm. I was going to look, I, I did look into some black widows to see if I could find any like good ones, but there's not really, I think most of them get, first of all, live to be super old. No one ever catches them, which is crazy to me. But like yeah, the most, they're just fucking and keeping the money. They're doing it. The most, like in, the most famous one in America is two women who would uh, find like un- unhoused individuals and invite them into their into their home and offer them like food and a job in exchange for just letting them make sure that all their life insurance was in the name of these two ladies oh. and then they would murder them <laughs> there are there there were the women called the angel makers oh they're dope i, I maybe i shouldn't makers. say that but they're kind of <laughs> sick where they would kill women's husbands to like get them out of a bad marriage yeah i think no we can say they're dope yeah they're <laughs> angel makers are dope Angel makers are dope. Well, because I think that it started off like that, and then eventually it just became everyone was poisoning their husbands <laughs> for the fun of it. Which I listened to a book about. I don't know if it's it's. I think also kind of a term used mm-hmm. in different circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it might be a different specifically one that I'm thinking of. But like it was like a village where a lady was like handing it out initially to be like, "Get away from your husband. Yeah, he's awful." And then people would just be like, "Can I just murder my family?" <laughs> and she'd be like, "I guess. Like, go ahead." Which if I have one note for Deb. You know, girl boss, look, you're doing great. You've murdered at least three men. Although apparently the third one, we don't get any story <laughs> on. But we do know she's murdered three. Yes. Like they show three different women on this fucking news she has thing. three exes on something. Oh yeah. I think on her card. Yeah. <laughs> look. So girl. it's been long enough that the card's been printed. Look, she's a girl boss. Love you to death, girl. Get better at killing. Her, okay, uh, abysmal. 
abysmal murder Quite methods. simply awful. Why is the fir- the first thing you're like, okay, I've got to kill my new husband. I'm going to put a toaster in the bathtub. Well, at least that one was an accident. That one I'm like, that okay. That one could look like an could, accident. They're like, oh, he makes the look like accidents. I'm like, okay, interesting. So it's probably like, there's this lady who married a man and then pushed him off of a, like a cliff right two, two weeks later because she didn't want to sleep with him. Uh, like that kind of women do a lot of pushing. Yeah, of pushing. I feel like don't uh, female serial killers usually do poison? Yeah, because they like don't want to clean up a mess. Yeah, like they feel bad leaving a mess. Yeah, yeah. That's a it's a, it's considered a woman's weapon. Mm, nice. Yeah, nice. Nice. But it's also like super dark because it's like one of the few murder things where you have to you kind of have to keep doing it. Yeah, you <laughs> got you got to commit time. to it. Visine. Don't drink visine. That's a big one. Okay. Easy way to murder a husband. Mm. Yeah, just put Visine in his coffee. Mm. However, they'll test for it and they'll oh. find you. Oh. Don't do it. But they hire her on the spot and then Uncle Fester is immediately horny. <laughs> immediately. A lot of... Okay. So I know I've been yelling at you in recent episodes for talking about how characters fuck. But yes. this is a movie where we have to talk about how the characters fuck because everyone in this movie fucks. So much more fucking than this I This is a horny fucking movie. This is a movie. horny movie. This movie is so fucking horny. This movie, like, if you look at, you look at Vester and how he reacts to Deb and you're like, I wonder if, if it's sexual or if it's just like cute and they're like, no, it's sexual. He has a boner, right? Here's <laughs> him getting his dick grabbed and you're going to see his face when it happens. <laughs> because... Classically, Gomez and Morticia have, I think, the healthiest sex life of any couple that's ever lived. And they're like, and we will, we will keep no ambiguity. He is watching his brother fuck his wife. <laughs> Quite frankly, we will mention it repeatedly. That and Fester get watches, watches Gomez and Morticia fuck. And Gomez knows about it and is like, eh. and Grandma's just down the hall. Yeah, and that's not even their mom. That's Morticia's mom. Apparently, Gomez and Fester's mom is a, a pinup model. Yeah, that in a they, nude magazine. That they both were. I so was it not implied they were jerking off to their own mom? Because that's what I thought it was implying. I don't think they were jerking. But maybe off. it's just the only picture they had of their mom. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Where it's like they have this dirty magazine, and they're just like, "Oh, look, mom's there." Yeah, because it's like you know the Adams family is always doing what's culturally taboo, and so it's like okay, like when their mom was around, that was what would have been culturally taboo. But it sure looks like they're about to jerk off I mean, to they, their mom. surely they must have one normal picture of their mother. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming that she probably looked different when <laughs> she was their mom. Um, in the original series, Fester wasn't canonically Gomez's brother. Yeah, I didn't think so. He was just the there. guy. Yeah. Well, he was Uncle Fester, but his relation to anybody was not unclear. Made clear. Completely unclear. Was not was not specified. But yeah, but in these movies, the first one is actually about them finding Uncle Fester and finding okay. that he's Gomez's brother. The first one's not great. The first the first Adams Family movie's not great. This one's a masterpiece. This one is a flawless, honestly. But Wednesday and Pugsley are automatically like, we don't trust this bitch. Yeah. She's blonde. And, and she keeps going through Uncle Fester's documents and counting she, up how much money oh, he yeah, has. We see a shot. Apparently Fester's loaded. Where... Where Wednesday camouflages herself to the, like, the wainscoting and the wallpaper. And she's just watching. The fact that Fester owns property. (laughs) He has stocks and bonds. And and deeds to land. Like, why? Multiple (laughs) deeds. In his name only. (laughs) It's not like it's him and Gomez, because otherwise she'd have to also kill Gomez. (laughs) It's just He is independently wealthy. (laughs) Fester's an entrepreneur. Literally, a small business owner. 
This this Black Friday, support your local small business. It's Uncle Fester. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Just give him $10. He's your landlord. Look out. <laughs> He's coming. Um, and so Debbie's like, ah, shit, the kids are on to me. And so she goes to Gomez Mortician. She's like, the kids told me that they want to go to summer camp. Which I don't know why they believe her. And they're like, no, they don't. And she was yeah. like, no, they told me. They're going to say that they didn't. They're going to tell you that they did. But trust me, they do. This is, I think, going to now bring up a question for me that I thought of while in my closet today. Okay, were you just sitting in there? No, I was putting things on hangers. Okay. Why are they doing a Thanksgiving play at summer camp? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I kind of was whole standing camp there and I was is like, fucked up. I forgot that it's summer camp. Why is there a turkey play? This is Hitler Youth summer yeah. camp, and like they they don't like like objectively like they they don't gloss over that. They're like this yeah. is Aryan. And, it's very tongue in cheek, and like everyone here is blonde, and everyone here is white, and everyone here is happy all the time yeah. and rich. They, and then, they say that it's a twenty thousand dollars summer camp. Well, and they start off with like everyone's blonde, haha, so funny. Like you see the Adam family there looking then, weird, and then within the context of one scene, they're like, we're gonna put on an incredibly racist play. And we're gonna have the losers of our our camp, and it's all the people of color and some Consuela, disabled kids. The black kid Jamal, and <laughs> they're like, I can't pronounce his name, and I don't think that girl's name was Consuela. I think she just said it was. <laughs> and then there's like a kid in a wheelchair. Which these are all kids. I'm assuming who are paying. Why we see the two what? black parents? And why did you send your kid here? Why did two parents send their kid in a neck brace to summer camp? <laughs> That kid has a spinal injury. Uh, is that the one who's in a full... I think there's two different there's two ones. Different. There's one kid in a motorized wheelchair and then one kid who just has the full fucking like rubber neck brace. And then like there's another kid who's just small. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a really small looking boy. Not in like a, he, not in like a dwarfism. Like he just looks kind of skinny and they're like, that kid sucks. And so they're sent to just this fucking waspy-ass camp. It's the waspiest. It's the waspiest. And um, we meet one of the worst people I've ever met. <laughs> Amanda? That little girl I hate with all my life. You wanted Amanda Buckman to die. I was devastated when we saw her on the airplane. (laughs) I really wanted to be able to leave this movie thinking that she was burned alive in front of her parents. I would have been fine with it. I, I in fact, encouraged it. Um, And then my favorite part is that the camp is owned by Gary and Becky Granger. And we don't know if they're siblings or if they're married. And I think they do that on purpose. What are they up to? I think their their relationship is left very ambiguous. What is what's going on there? Well, okay, so actually in the cast listing, it's Gary Granger and Becky Martin Granger. So like, I think that implies marriage. Because her last name is hyphenated. Well, no, it could be the other way. Like she could be married to someone else and they're siblings. If you hyphenate your last name, you don't I've always assumed you did it based off of what sounded better. I guess. Yeah. I always just assume that you took the new one on the, and put it on the end. I think I would always put mine at the end because it's so short. Yeah, so maybe Gary and Becky are fucking, maybe they're siblings. But all I know is one of them's Christine Baranski. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say this and you'll probably cut it out because it's crazy. But I like if you were to marry, would you have had it be Sears or Sears? I'm not going to hyphenate my last name. The first one sounds better to me. Yeah, I'm not going to hyphenate my last name. Then maybe uh, unless you meet the right guy. <laughs> The guy who makes you go, I need to hold on to my last name. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to. I am currently not planning on changing my name. I, I might not married. either. 
I just don't want to. I, um, I, and, that be, and that became an issue with someone in my life. Yeah, I might not either, just because I think... I just like my last name. I think my last name's like my only like solid tie to my ethnicity. Right. I would I would feel bad getting rid of my last name for like... Right. Honestly, I'm just going to say it, a white guy's last name. I'd feel weird about it. There's enough Johnsons. Yeah. Anyway, Gary and Becky, maybe fucking, maybe related, maybe both. Yeah, I was going to say both is also an option. <laughs> and then there's also... Uh, <laughs> Joel Glicker. He's cute. He's very cute, but he, he came on screen with like his overdoing parents. He went, wow, they're really going strong with the this kid is Jewish. This is the Jewish kid. He like does his inhaler and they're like, this is very clearly. <laughs> at, at one point he's sitting, like when they're sitting by the water together and she's like, are you really allergic to everything? And he's like, yeah, if my mom uses fabric softener, I die. <laughs> and she moves closer to him because she thinks that's hot. Kids? <laughs> You're going to just die if you encounter fabric softener, Joel. That's not going to be a sustainable life. No, Wednesday's turned on by that. I know she is. I think she kills him at the end. No, I don't think she dies. I don't think he dies. He might. He might. That's that's played by David Cross. You did not react to this like I hoped you would, but that's played by Bernard from the Santa Claus movies. I haven't seen the Santa Claus movies. He's the hot elf. Everyone's in love with Bernard the Hot I Elf. can't say I'm, I, I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> with the work of Bernard the Hot Elf? <laughs> I'm not familiar with his body of work. I'm sorry. Uh, how dare you. Uh, he's also so unattractive in this. Well, yeah, he's also like 12 in this. This is awful. <laughs> um, but that's Joel. He has a, a crush on Wednesday. And they just start causing havoc because they're like, hey, I think this kid is racist. I think that they're causing havoc, yeah, because also people won't leave them alone. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. Well, they, they do like, um, you know, I guess one of their camp activities is lifeguard training. Yeah. Lifeguard training where all the girls, everyone who is not one of our major characters at Has this camp swimsuit. is matching swimsuits. But I think that implies like they're all of the same, like, cause like, um, when Amanda arrives, she's like, oh my God, uh, Buffy and Mitzi and yeah. Boo. So I think they all like know each other. So I'm sure they all like bought their swimsuits. Together. They all went, let's all get. A bright orange. The same orange shade. And mm-hmm. all the boys went, go, guys, oh my god, Becky, Minsky, Lulu, <laughs> come here. <laughs> we gotta get these blue shorts. But Joel didn't get one. <laughs> no. Because he's in a different, completely different outfit. He's going scuba diving, which is not lifeguarding. <laughs> but they're like, oh, um, you know, one of you's gonna play the victim and one of you's gonna save them. How is, okay, sure. This is when I immediately went, fuck this girl. Cause she jumped, because the rule was to swim a <laughs> few in. yards out and she didn't. She jumped and went, help me, help And I went, me. you didn't follow the goddamn rules. So you, you drown. You and don't then, get to And then saved. Wednesday just goes, I can't swim. It seems like a thing he should have checked before he had kids jump into the water. No, and like, I uh, I think the common assumption is that she can. She just doesn't want to oh, go fucking yeah. save her. But I'm saying in general. <laughs> he believed it, yeah. He was like, oh shit, I should have checked that. Are the kids in the wheelchairs also supposed <laughs> to jump in the water? Like, is this one of those camps where, like, we don't see disabilities, so we don't accommodate disability? <laughs> there were definitely no, like, ramps to those, <laughs> to those huts. No. They also lock them in a cabin and make them watch The Little Mermaid and Annie. They lock them in, like, uh, this... It's the isolation cabin from the parent trap. It's awful. <laughs> is that a thing at camps? I don't know. I've, I never went to summer camp. I never did either. This is something I asked you. You never went to summer camp either. No. Did you ever... So you didn't... Did you know people who did sleepaway camp? I don't think so. Everyone I... Like, everything I experienced was day camps. And they were, like, activity-based. So I we did, like, had that. I did pottery camp. I did cooking camp. 
I did art camp. I didn't do anything like that. I did musical theater camp. I didn't do camp. The one time I like went camping was as a Girl Scout and I hated it. That might be an explanation for one of the core differences between us, which is that my summer camp, I think, was playing video games in the morning. I consider playing video games in the morning to be one of the life's greatest pleasures. And you came out looking so concerned for me that I was playing I wasn't concerned by myself. I just went, okay, I have two hours before I have to go to class and we actively have to watch an hour and a half movie before I leave for class. Mesh. <laughs> like, it wasn't that I was concerned. Mesh. I've seen you playing video games I, earlier in so the morning. It is so fun to wake up at like 10 o'clock and be able to sit down in pajamas and pick up a video game that you were playing the night before until like 3 a.m. That's the peak of human existence is all I'm saying. So I did not go to camp. However, the local YMCA did do like a, a like drop-in day camp where they had activities and you could just like show up. Mm. So we always did the tile camp because you just got to paint a tile and then you got a tile at the end of it. I lived by the tile works. <laughs> we were a tile-based town. No, but I, I never did any sort of like outdoor camping or summer camp. No, like camp shit. games or anything? No. That seems like a great transition. Wow, that was so natural. That was so natural. That felt like a glove. Didn't it? <laughs> Speaking of gloves, when was this in relation to OJ? No, um. <laughs> Before, objectively. They predicted it. This was um, 1993. <laughs> I had a really hard time finding a, a mini game for this, honestly. Okay. I sat here for a while being like, I don't know. Which is crazy because at some point, she and Joel trade serial killer, killer trading cards. Yeah. So I thought you would just do a serial killer based game. Yeah, but we only saw two like assassins, one of whom didn't even succeed. So not a serial killer. No, yeah, it was um, James Earl Ray. It was James Earl Ray, um, Amy Fisher, and then uh, Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> so I was like, this feels... Oh, apparently you can see a David Berkowitz card very briefly. Yes, you can. And a Lizzie Borton card. I didn't see the Lizzie Borton one, but I do remember the David Berkowitz one. And then Pugsy goes, I have an Amy Fisher, who apparently it's a serial killers and psychos collection of cards. So Amy Fisher shot and wounded, not killed one person and was never suspected of mental illness. So she is neither a serial killer nor a psycho. Uh, so I considered doing BuzzFeed quizzes of like, mm. which Adam's family member are you? But I hated them all. And I was like, I can make one. And I was like, I'm tired and I want to eat something. So I made pop Popcorn and the popcorn was bad, so I ordered food. But I ended up looking at summer camp-based things. I was like, that seems fun. Mm -hmm. So I ended up on, let me see if I can recall what the website was called, because it's called something stupid. I believe it's called like Summer Camp Boss or something. Something <laughs> stupid and awful. And we're going to just play some of these two-person camp games that I found. Perfect. Perfect. Campfire Boss, it's called. Okay. I didn't think we should. The other option I was thinking of was doing like a scavenger hunt. And I was like. Around our apartment? No. A, I was like, we could do a Wikipedia version where it's like oh, starting we're, we're, from a page yeah. you have to get to another page. But I was like, that's just going to be a lot of silent clicking. <laughs> so I landed here. We're not going to do any of the ones that are like getting to know each other because that's stupid. I already know everything about you. I don't think we could do tr two truths and a lie. I think we would figure it out. <laughs> Best part is that two of these games are games that this person, Campfire Boss, made up. Perfect. So first game's called Carrot. Okay. Is it eat a carrot? Because <laughs> I can do that. I just ended up on a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Next game is Celery. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a word association game. Oh, Jesus. So all it is is one of us says a word and the other person has to say a word that is associated with that word. Uh, whoever falters first loses and you can't repeat words. Example, if I said <laughs> carrot, you would say rabbit and I would say fur and go back and forth. Until one of us hesitates? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, so I don't have like any words <laughs> prepared. <laughs> well, you have to start it. I'm not going to fucking we start can, it. Let's see. What would be a good word? If you did this at camp... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing, man? Go, like, run. <laughs> Go swim. Swim. Do something else, please. Let's do... I guess we can just do carrot. Okay, is that is that you officially saying carrot? Carrot. Cake. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up so bad. No, I can do it. All right, you start now. I would assume that's how the game would work, is that whoever... Yeah, I just didn't think you would fall. <laughs> Fail that fast. <laughs> My brain could not process it. Okay. Um, pirate. Ship. Water. Blue. Sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than it should be. It was just the blue. <laughs> blue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do one more. Box. Cardboard. <laughs> Surfboard. What? Surfboard. How is surfboard related to cardboard? Board. Water. <laughs> Blue. Sky. Miles. C- cloud. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. Guy. No, I will. I will stand by that surfboard and cardboard are not related. Both boards. Yeah, and both a type of both a board in the and name. And there are clouds for miles. <laughs> Those aren't both. No. I mean, I guess the fact that they're both words is true. <laughs> you don't see a relationship between surfboard. No! And surfboard, cardboard, cheeseboard, board. They're boards. Like, I guess, but that's... Board game. Do you want to do one? Ladybug. Fuck. <laughs> Ladybird. <laughs> Sir Sharon. <Sharonin>? Movie. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. I, I shat on this. This is kind of funny. Hedgehog. Ouch. Spikes. Spikely. <laughs> Cactus. Ouch. <laughs> Mouse. Hedgehog. Spine. Uh, cute. <laughs> cute spine. Yeah. My dad's an orthopedist. I can say that. <laughs> but cardboard and surfboard is crazy. <laughs> Oh my god, my stomach hurts. <laughs> oh my god. What's your next fucking game? <laughs> next game is called Celebrities. This oh. one, I don't know why I picked this. I just thought it's really funny to think that I would even try to do this. Mm-hmm. You oh my god, it's a six degrees, is it six degrees of separation? What does that mean? No, probably not. Oh, my family and I used to play that at Chili's. <laughs> so unfortunately, this is not a movie about Chili's. Uh, if this was Chili's boss, we would be playing <laughs> You say a, a celebrity, and mm-hmm. then the next person to say a celebrity that starts with the first letter of the last letter of the celebrity that you said. Sorry, let me rephrase that so it makes sense. Please. <laughs> Hold on, there's, <laughs> there's popcorn on the carpet. <laughs> I wonder from why. <laughs> Where, Where did this that... come from? <laughs> why have you done this? <laughs> um, so, if you say a celebrity, the last letter of that celebrity's name, I say a celebrity that starts with that letter. The example given is crazy. The example given is Elvis Presley, Yoko Ono, <laughs> and then Oprah Winfrey. 
Okay, you start us off, baby girl. <laughs> well, how do we define a celebrity? <sighs> celebrity. They have their own Wikipedia page. Well, that's... Uh, uh, like TV movies, like YouTube shouldn't count, or can YouTube count? You can count YouTube. Does it have to be someone who's currently on YouTube? <laughs> you can say Ned Fulmer. It's Ned okay. Fulmer. <laughs> Rita Ora. So easy. Yeah. So, so, Andrew Garfield. Um, Drew Carey. <laughs> Yoko Ono. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Um... I should say Rita Ora again. <laughs> um, clearly, I'm going with Danny DeVito's wife, Rhea Perlman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Nora Ephron. Okay, yeah. Good job. Yeah, sure. That's a little Um, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, I got it. Don't worry. Obviously, Ernie. Um, from the Muppets? From Bert and Ernie. No, I'm kidding. Um, Eva Longoria. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa Milano. Can I tell you about the game my family used to play at Chili's? Yes, you can. <laughs> it was six degrees of separation, so you would give me two celebrities, and I would connect them to each other, like through people they've worked with. That sounds so hard. Give me two celebrities. Rita Ora, Taika Waititi. Okay. Because um... I'm evil. <laughs> I have a dark, twisted heart that knows no boundaries. Okay, give me a second. Okay, so Rita Ora was in Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Of course, feels honestly like the best one to go with. Who, um, with Bill Nye. Oh. Bill Nye was in Love, Love Actually. Actually. Okay, you can't finish <laughs> the sentence for me. <laughs> I'm predicting what you're going to say. <laughs> so does that count as one connection? One degree of separation? Yes. Is it, It's people, not projects. Yes. Okay. Um, I have to like kind of work backwards now. Hold on. Why not read? Oh, I can do it already. Um, because Ryan Reynolds is in Detective Pikachu. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I blocked out that Ryan Reynolds is in the movie Pokemon Detective I sat here Pikachu. for a moment going, oh shoot. Free man, yes man, which one is the free guy? Free guy, yes man. How are these movies even remotely different? But I did get the correct one. God, that is a good one. Damn it. Yeah, I did it. That's fun. <laughs> Should we get back to the fucking movie? No, because I have one more game. I thought you said you only had two. I had three. Oh, okay. But then you gave me another one, but that doesn't count because I spent $2 on this. Oh, so yes, this one's you heads did. up. <laughs> Good news, it's a blockbuster movies version. So, which one do you think makes more sense? I think you should have it up and I should explain them. Okay. Are you familiar with this? Yes, it's down if, down if it's yes, yes, up if it's no. I can't believe you gave $2 to Ellen. Flip it. It didn't always used to be Ellen's, right? Y yes, it did. It was created as Ellen's. The concept of the game wasn't. Yeah, but this app is Ellen's. Fuck. Um... <laughs> Pass. Oh my god. <laughs> Pass. Oh my god. Um, you you know, um, I can't say any words in it. Is that right? Not in the title. No, you cannot. Fuck. Okay. Well, it's it's you know a Christmas movie. Oh, it has uh the guy who was Oscar the Grouch, I think, in it. No, it doesn't. What? Um, it's a Christmas movie. Elf. It's a funny one, but it's like a bad funny. <laughs> I said a word in the title. It's Pat Santa. What? The guy who was Oscar the <laughs> Wolf of? Wall Street? Yeah, the movie's just called Wall Street. Yes, that's a movie. Best movie ever made. Pokemon there, Detective Pikachu. There's three of them. They were on um, <laughs> Disney Channel. High School Musical? It's a group. It's a family. Camp Rock. It's a Latino family. Wizards of Waverly Place? <laughs> no, 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 it's a movie. <laughs> I know, but you're not making any sense. It's by kids. 
Oops. <laughs> I can think of three. <laughs> One more. Oh my god. The go. first movie was The Hangover. I just couldn't <laughs> <laughs> Uh <laughs> I wish you guys could see how blankly she's staring at me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, Katniss Everdeen. Hunger Games? Yeah. Does that count? Sure. This is my favorite movie of 2008. Blindside. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's yeah. not. We just did this movie. Um, Spy Kids? Nope. Oh. No, no, no. On the pod. <laughs> on the podcast. The Muppet movie? No. Oh. Um. um Back a little. <laughs> Spooky. Child's Play. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is, was a musical and then a movie and there's always songs in between the two of them that were just put into the movie. West Side Story? No, but you're close, I think. <laughs> between the two of John them? John Travolta's in it. Hairspray? N- no. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> John Travolta's in it. Grease. Oh! <laughs> in that movie. Okay, good. <laughs> We're going again. This is very fun. I got it. Don't worry. I got this. I don't think you do. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is another one that's similar to the holidays. It's a holiday movie. But I can't say I can't say anything else because the title is pretty much all the words I would want. Elf? A Christmas story? Yes. You got it. <laughs> okay, so you know a bug's life. Ants? Yes. <laughs> Pottery scene. Ghost. Yes. Uh, it's making fun of uh, Scream. A uh, scary movie. Yes. Balloons. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best movie ever. Theodore uh, Roosevelt's in this. Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah. Theodore... Annie? No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's FDR, you coward. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Wait, about this movie? This movie? This movie? Adam's movie? Adam's family. family. <laughs> I'll give it to us. That counts. <laughs> what a great way to end it. <gasps> that was my minigame. <laughs> Fester and Debbie fuck. Best best kind of minigame was one that's just a series of games. <laughs> that have nothing to do with the movie. At They're the all end. camp games according to Campfire Boss. <laughs> yeah, they get real quick into this. So like well, they're they they like go to one dinner and Debbie's like, let's get married. And he's like, okay. Yeah, he's in quick. He's been hard for like two weeks now. Why on earth is no one interrupting on his behalf? Everyone's like, yep, normal. This seems great. No, yeah, I feel like... Unless this is how Morticia and Gomez also met. I feel like Fester's played really mentally disabled. Yeah, I'll give you that. so, like, he... It doesn't feel like he has, like, Consent. Yeah. I think she kind of rapes him. A little. She's like, I'll sleep with you, but you can't talk to your family ever again. Like, when... when when Gomez goes to the police, I wish he would have made different points because he had a reason to be there. <laughs> he was justified in asking for police interference. He just decided to go with they're having a lot of sex and they just went on a honeymoon and not like the more obvious issues in hand. Um, I think my brother is mentally disabled and this woman is taking advantage uh, of yeah, him. Yeah, I think that he she may be actively blackmailing and him. And I don't think he knows what sex is. And alienating him. Well, she was, like, she was like, you've never had sex? And he's like, no. And, he's, and she's like, so you don't know what sex is? And he, and goes, he goes, no, I do. I've, I've seen, seen my brother do it <laughs> through, the, through the peepholes.
Remember how I mentioned that kind of earlier and you were like, maybe that's not what they meant. No, it is why not what I meant 100%. And you know Keyhole. You see through those. Not like you even listened through it. He saw through that Keyhole. He's watching. Wondering. And so Fester and Debbie are like off fucking. And they go to one of the best houses I've ever seen. It's a gorgeous house. Now, my issue was that Debbie immediately broke her modus operandi. <laughs> what the fuck? So she doesn't kill him on their wedding night. I think, she, I think, I think dropping in the toaster is... The wedding night. They're, they're in the hotel room. But they're in the hotel room somewhere else. Yeah, okay, so they, they immediately they, like, leave to Hawaii. Their, yeah, but it's like, that's basically the wedding night. Yeah, but when you're a serial killer, you're normally pretty specific about that stuff. Also, she kills them on their wedding night, so why did she have lists of complaints about the men after they got married and at the end as why she killed them? Maybe she had a courtship period with them. I guess. Don't worry, we'll come back to that slideshow. I have more issues with that slideshow later. <laughs> but... Now that, so Gomez is like distraught because yeah. his brother's not talking to him. Gomez at first is like thrilled. And then he's like, He's like, hell yeah, my you. brother's getting fucking laid. He's like, love you. Once again, hey, remember how <laughs> you and uh, your wife fuck and I watch? And he goes, yes, I love it so much. <laughs> he's like, I've always been jealous. Love you. Never speaking to you again. Bye. Um, Rule of threes comes in on that joke. <laughs> and, and Gomez is like super distraught. And apparently so is Pubert because now Pubert is blonde. And his little chubby cheek, little so rosy cute. cheek, little cherub. Is that their actual hair? I think so. Oh, baby girls. Yeah, baby. And they're actually quite accepting yeah. that Pubert is now normal. They're She's, sad about it. They're sad about it. They're like, oh no, he's normal. But she reads him the cat in the hat and she goes, did, oh, no, you, he did, lives. You, did you like that? He lives. But did you enjoy that? And he did, I think. And he did. Live <laughs> and enjoy it. No, yeah, their, their issue with it seems to be like, Yes, they're uncomfortable with, like, the stuff he likes, but it seems more that they're, like, upset that, like, their baby's possessed. Yeah! (laughs) Like, if this was of its own will, it might be a different conversation. (laughs) Something happened to this baby. They re-outfitted the whole whole nursery. Like, they were, it was pastel in there. One of their kids could definitely come out as gay, and they'd totally be fine with that. I don't think they could care. As long as they murder their first spouse, they don't give a shit. (laughs) As long as they're getting laid every day, I don't think think they care. The rules of the Adams family are get laid every day and keep in touch with us. (laughs) (laughs) And if that's the case, everything is cherry. Grandma's like, oh, he's changing because he's sick. Because, like, there's been so much change. Yeah. This baby's smart as hell. Yeah, I don't, I'm shocked this baby has that much object permanence. Um, and so then back at the camp. I'm sorry, any life change is going to make this baby be possessed. <laughs> I, th- I think it's anxiety because Fester left. Is that why Gomez is dying at the end? No, that's because Raul Julio is dying, I think. No, she, she's like, my husband is dying and he's laying in bed like I'm about to die. I think that was from heartbreak. Heartbreak. Not necessarily from also being Not from being out possessed. From, from mild changes. <laughs> from blonde um and then back at the camp they're like doing this confusing doing a thing. thanksgiving play and There's making so all many... of the minorities the native americans objectively it's so racist and like it's meant to be but mm. it's so racist but honestly it's i'm equally offended by that and the fact that christine baranski wears uh pigtails so that's much. the thing is they're so upfront with how bad it is Red, it's racist it is be... that it that it becomes self-aware like they like it's meant the to point be. it's the point yeah yeah um, and so Wednesday is playing Pocahontas, who was not at Thanksgiving and was not a Chippewa. A lot of things are wrong here. Exactly. And I think that that's, again, on purpose. Does Chippewa mean orphan? No, it does not. Okay. Um, it's also in the Midwest, not in New York, as I think they are assumed to be. Um, it's also the summer. It's all... <laughs> $20,000 and they didn't have better, they couldn't have an indoor theater. 
but they like do this whole fucking play. F- fun tip, camp counselors. If you hate someone at your camp, don't give them a giant role in a play and, that's super important and to you. Access to fire? Fire. <laughs> She sets this set on fire. I think, I, I, I feel like this stage is the first handicap accessible thing we've seen at this camp. That kid in the wheelchair setting things ablaze like no He's one's fucking business. He's tying people up. That kid is furious. They put, they put Gary and Becky on a fucking stick. Those people I'm going to believe are, are dead. Are dead. <laughs> they tie up and pour gasoline on this, on uh, Amanda? Yeah. Amanda, set her on fire, but then I'm meant to believe she survived. I prefer to think she doesn't. My favorite thing is that her parents go to stand up and go, maybe don't set our daughter on fire. And once they hits them in the face with pies and they're like, all right, never mind. <laughs> you got us there. I can't see, so I can't stop it. Just shit. I guess Game my, of Thrones very fast. My on one weakness. Camp. Pie. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones is happening. And then as they're burning down the fucking Red Wedding. They're Red <laughs> they, Wedding They it. escape. They're murdering their children to bring Prosper to their upcoming battle. It's over. But when they hijack, before they hijack a van to go home, Wednesday and Joel share a kiss between the fence. I liked them. I know. They're very cute. They're very cute. It's very now, cute. I don't, Joel seems to literally hate his parents and want them to die. So I hope he's okay. I mean, they let him go to this thing later. Did they survive? Were there casualties? <laughs> I don't know. Definitely two. And it's those those uh, brother-sister couple. Husband-wife. Um, Brother-husbands. And so they're escaping. And then <laughs> Debbie's MO here is, okay, dropping a toaster in the bathtub didn't, didn't work. work. I'm going to blow up our house. Yeah. Like my house that I paid for with my money. I think she paid for it with his money. I assume she like has had that house since like the first fucking murder. Why not just live with what's going on? Because like the other, their other, again, man, that PowerPoint at the end raised a lot of questions for me because they all had like issues. Right. Fester did nothing wrong. He's been pretty great. He's just kind of dumb. Yeah. So um, there's she, no reason for her to want to murder she him. She blows up the fucking house. Yeah. And then he still is, comes out perfectly fine. And so then she's like, okay, I have a gun. I have a gun now. So I, she's had a gun this whole time. She, or she went, the errand she went on was to buy a gun. She's <laughs> like, I don't think this is going to matter, but let me just real quick. And then that's when the thing shows up because he's driving the getaway car. <laughs> and nothing good starts in a getaway car. They were jet set Bonnie and Clyde. Basically, they all end up in like Debbie's fucking scheme. Where she gives us a little, where she's like, I'm going to kill all of you, but first. Me as hell. I'm going to give you a PowerPoint presentation of my life and my villain motivations. How did she get that entire family tied up? Tied up. What was she, does she have a USB with this PowerPoint on it? On her person at all times. Why did they have a TV in did, their yeah. electroshock area? <laughs> Lurch, we saw swallow a whole ass dart down the throat and be fine. You're telling me he can't take a bullet or over <laughs> like overpower this small woman? He's just like, yeah, fuck it. I actually, it, it just hit five o'clock. I'm done for I'm, the day. I'm, I'm on break. So I guess it's time for me to die too, guys. However, she does not go for the baby. No, she has standards. She spent time with that baby. She should have gone for the baby too. The baby <laughs> has been possibly her biggest enemy. <laughs> the um, grandma's done nothing. Yeah. The grandma's simply been lovely and continues to be lovely. <laughs> so this could have all worked out if she just put the baby there instead. But um, no, she and, has her PowerPoint presentation. And apparently her whole villain motivation. Origin story. Origin story comes from getting a Malibu Barbie instead of a ballerina Barbie. Yeah. 
And then she burned her house down with her parents inside. Isn't the Malibu Barbie more coveted than a ballerina Barbie? She wanted the ballerina Barbie. Her parents didn't understand her. Wouldn't we have been like, hmm, let's mention that she murdered her parents when we're talking about the serial killer. (laughs) Where did she go after that? Maybe they don't know her first life. But then she marries a doctor. She's like, this is a doctor. They're like, oh. And she's like, he sucked, whatever. But she has pictures of before. She has a Jody Arias style pictures right before the murder. We were told that they're all made to look accidental. Yes. How does going to the doctor's place of work and axing him to death with an axe appear to be, whoops. <laughs> oh no, my axe. The other one is that she hits him with the car against her grudge. <laughs> Someone was driving that car, right? <laughs> it wasn't him. This is poorly investigated. The third guy might have genuinely just died. She had nothing bad to say about him. She didn't mention him at all. She skipped right over what straight to Fester. I think he's the one that got away. Straight to Fester. You know how in a house explosion and a gunshot wound. (laughs) She gives a whole little thing. And then, of course, Pubert just kind of puts two loose wires together. Yeah. And so that when she pulls the switch to electrocute this entire family... She just blows up from the inside she out. She turns into ash. She turns into literal ash. She's just going to catch them all. She has become <laughs> ash. Um, and her and then her tombstone is inscribed "Wife and Psycho." She becomes just, just as mine will. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully for the wife part, it will say the psycho part. It will. When they release the new deck of those cards, consider me in them. Um. <laughs> She's like, none of you ever loved me. And they're like, no, we think you're pretty cool. Yeah, again, that's the thing is them like, I think they admired her. They're like, yeah, you do some cool shit. But one, your house is all pastels. The pastels are upsetting. Now, had she led with the, uh, I blew up the house, this could have gone very differently. Oh my God, I didn't, I forgot to tell my best Adams family story. What? So you blew up, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) So when I was working on the Adams family, so the Adams is classically hate color you know now when you're designing a set yes it's very hard to find interesting wall colors that won't you know interfere with the adams family vibe gray we had a like professional designer send us um well not professional like we had a set designer that was not a student and so he gave us sketches and then we just kind of did his sketches and he gave us sketches for like the main house, mm-hmm. like where m- most of the action takes place. Yes. And it had yellow walls. Now it was kind of like a grubby yellow. Makes it sense. was it was Beetlejuice kind of like, style. It was kind of like a like a you know almost brownier yellow. Um, Unpleasant to look at color. But 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 there is a line in the script of the Adams Family musical where Wednesday comes in in a yellow dress because um, the Beinickies are coming over. Uh. And Morticia literally says, I hate, like, I hate this color. Like, it, like, looks like, you know, basically saying, like, I can't be around this color. Specifically the color yellow. Specifically the color yellow. If anything in this home were yellow, that would simply, I could not live here. This would all be completely impossible to current events. And I got blamed for it. No! (laughs) I got blamed for painting the walls the color that the set designer told us to paint them because he didn't read the script. And I was blamed for also not reading the script. Why not change the line? So what we did was she would say oh, the didn't line paint over it. We didn't paint. No, because this was like two weeks before she it happened. She would say the line and then comedically your Wednesday Adams would point to the wall. Am I correct? <laughs> Anna, if you're listening to this, oh, I do. Yeah. I do think that that was a smart choice to deal with the situation. I like that. But of course I thought of that quickly. <laughs> I just thought of that. One and then they would have you walk out on stage in a dunce cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, the next year. 
when I was the head of props, she had me sit in front of the class and tell the story to teach everyone about open communication. Between you and the script? Because I think I had actually been like, no, like I noticed this. Yeah. But I didn't say anything because I figured that everyone else also, because I wasn't the one hearing people recite the lines every day. Right. Our teacher was. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm sure she knows. Right. And I oh, got they yelled. never pay attention to the set. And I got yelled at. And I, and I, I was, I, they did put a dunce cap on me and put me, I wasn't even the props lead at that time. They just blamed me specifically. They had you walk out on stage every night, look at the audience and apologize. And say, I'm sorry. When she would point to the wall, you would then walk through the front door. <laughs> Whoops. Oh no. And then they would throw eggs at you. <laughs> but when, when we were talking about the pastels of Debbie's house, I was, I had a visceral war flashback. But yeah, they liked Debbie. They were just like, yeah, you just kind of... She seemed like she fit in. I liked her. You just kind of fucked with our family and we don't vibe with that. Uh, but and then Morticia straight up said earlier, you did, you, you took him from us. You've used your feminine wiles to completely possess him. You've taken over his life. That I, is fine with me. It's the pastels. So Morticia truly is an agent of chaos. I love her. <laughs> She's lawful evil. Or lawful neutral. I think she just does what she thinks is right. Whether well, I think it's good they're all chaotic. Mm. So unfortunately... Well, so that's... <laughs> that doesn't help. That's not the one you said. We end on Pubert's first birthday. Joel is there. I think Joel got be. invited. And got there. And <laughs> did a full makeover. <laughs> Girls, listen. Men, ladies, fellas, anyone out there listening, if you are going home to a lady's house and you want to impress her... Dress up like her dad. <laughs> Nothing that'll make her more attracted to you. Than looking like, I mean, I guess if, I guess if he, no, not show up like my dad. If he dressed up like Wednesday's dad, I would be attracted yeah, to him. Yeah, well that's, okay, so that's, he, that's actually what he does at all houses. It's just, this is the one just, that it was a bad is, choice. Yeah, he was like, oh shit, my Raul Julia cosplay Fuck. doesn't really work You here. didn't mention that your dad was Raul Julia. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. If I see, um, if I had, if I had, if I had context, I didn't know. Oh shit, your walls are yellow. <laughs> I thought your mom, when I walked in, said a whole monologue about how much she hates yellow. Me. That's why I had to change out of my yellow dress and put on this dad costume. <laughs> this is my second choice. I have a lovely yellow number. Um, and then Fester's like, damn, I miss Debbie. But thankfully... Also, there's a whole storyline that Cousin It has a wife now and a baby, which means that Cousin It fucks. Yes. You can't be an Adams and not fuck. I know, but where's his penis? Is it just under the hair? Under there. Well, no one has the penis on top of their hair, <laughs> generally. Yeah, but he doesn't have hands. <laughs> no one normally has their hands sticking out of their, their penis coming directly from their hand either. <laughs> They are mutually exclusive things. I would be. I would buy that he only got the penis. He only has a penis. Feet and penis. <laughs> but cousin, it has a nanny named Dementia who just looks like Uncle Fester. Yeah, and I think they go to fuck. Seems like they fuck. I think they probably fuck. A lot of bald head. You think that they rub their bald heads against <laughs> each other? <laughs> I do. And you know Fester's got a dick because he's got no hair, so. <laughs> Wait. Bigger dick. Wait. If Thing doesn't, if you think Cousin It doesn't have a penis because of all his hair, then Uncle Fester's Then by that him. logic. <laughs> I, just I wouldn't be surprised if that's why Debbie kept him around. If she had sex with him once and went, damn, that is big. Damn. Hmm. 
I know I set off with a plan. I should rethink this. I've already, I mean, I've already fucked up my modus operandi. Yeah, like, I'll still do it. No one I'll... will even put this in the category of my normal murders. Like, yeah, I've already fucked it up. I'll at least have some time to ride, I think, the biggest dick I've ever seen. Maybe. <laughs> and then deal with all this later. We don't know. I mean, if he's been watching Gomez, I bet he's good. <laughs> I feel like Gomez is probably an Adonis in the bedroom. What I wouldn't give. Absolutely. What I wouldn't give. So I feel like if, if, you're, if your roadmap was that, probably <laughs> you would have some skills. And he comes from a family, I think, of, of sex work. So he very well could yeah, be. Yeah, his mom. Yeah. He might. He could be coming from a very sex positive. And, now, uh, do I have questions about why Fester turned out the way he did? What happened? Where's their dad? <laughs> Either one? Are they half brothers? I don't know. I haven't watched the first movie in so long. It doesn't matter, really. Yeah. What a bummer would it be? God, you ever feel like Fester? And you're just the, the weird looking brother yes. of Gomez Adams? <laughs> the man that every... Literally, I don't think there's a woman on this planet who doesn't want to fuck Gomez Adams. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I, in every iteration. All of them. In, in the most recent animated movies, he's voiced by Oscar Isaac. Hot. That is, for me personally, hot. Like, that... I, yeah, it is. I did it, actually. I put give me happy birthday. Oh, thank it's you. It's early, but give happy me, birthday. Give me, give me some alone time. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go to my room real quick. I think this is our horniest episode of Five Star. This is the horniest movie we've watched. Ever. I think this is the horniest ever. movie ever made. And we saw bros. <laughs> this is hornier. But that's it. That's the movie. I love that Morticia is lit the way Morticia is lit. It's and it's 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 purposeful. It's yes. it's every shot of her. Even sometimes when she's in a shot with, with other, other people, people, yeah, she will have just a single strand of light going over just her eyes. No wonder Gomez is into her. If you were with someone where light changed when they entered a room, get, oh, and get in, good at in, this, in the scene where she's giving birth, uh-huh. like they like have a shot where it's like her on the table and whatever. They actually did that with Angelica Houston standing up so that her hair and her makeup would all still look perfect. Hot. No, these two are hot as fuck. Uh, gorgeous. <laughs> this is the hottest couple of all time. An excellent couple. Yeah. Angelica Houston was in Smash. Not the game. <laughs> Not Super Smash Bros, I see. I don't know. Look at the newest DLC. I should check out the DLC. <laughs> so what'd you learn? Are we at that point, I guess? I think so, yeah. We've done both mini games. We've done both mini games. We've gone through the entire plot. I do have an Uber picking me up in seven hours. Awesome. <laughs> You're going to leave at eight? Reader. Sorry. It is 11 <laughs> p.m. Six. Reader, I need you to know. Dear reader, <laughs> Natalie Kim is a fucking dumbass. <laughs> I am tutoring a child in both chemistry Mathematics. and calculus, and I just could not add 11 and seven. <laughs> what did I learn? I learned that, God... No man will ever compare to Fester Adams. <laughs> no, no man will ever compare to fucking Gomez Adams. Like, I... No. Well, especially... Every man in my life will be compared to him. What I've learned, which is, I think I'm learning that all of your ex-boyfriends had their penises growing out of their hands. <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy that you managed to get... I think there's, I think there's only three of them in the world. Three of them in the world, and, and they... I can't believe you got all of them. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a passion what project. Point, what point is it like you It's a are... me thing. It's definitely a me problem. I need to talk about you're therapy. The you're the house from Amityville. You attract it. Your horny energy goes into a little symbol playing monkey and everyone's got dicks on their hands. <laughs> 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 
best line ever spoken. <laughs> this this movie did okay at the box office. Got about 50 million. The previous film got 113 million, which sucks because this movie's perfect. Bullshit. Wait, is it a box office of what? Uh, 48,919,043. Why am I seeing 11? Oh, sorry, that was domestic. Oh. It got 62 internationally. Cool. Um, but the previous film's domestic was 113. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. So mm-hmm. it had a worldwide total of about 111 million. Um, so it did really well internationally. <laughs> I could buy it. I could see it. And this fits in that category of Jumanji, where I'm like, I see why foreigners would just go crazy over this shit. This is like Jumanji the next level, because it's a perfect movie. Because if you see anyone from this movie in a mall and you yell Jumanji, they'll respond. It's crazy. From this movie? Yeah. Raul Julia's dead. <laughs> if he's in the mall... If he's in a mall, I've got a lot of other things I'm saying before I'm yelling Jumanji. Uh, that's fine, but you can yell Jumanji and you will get a response. Is all I'm saying. What? What are we? What are we? What are we talking about next? Oh, we're entering. We're we're, we're we are entering Christmas. We are entering the the Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa season, and we're definitely representing all three of those holidays equally. Look, guys, with our December lineup. Our December lineup addresses all of this and more. Um. Now, is the first movie going to be it? No. Joel Glicker is actually our representation of Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> he's, he's our Jewish king. Yeah, our, so our, we are, uh, it's, it's going to be the Christmas times, but I'm not ready to leave the spooky times. We're still in the spooky Christmas overlap, you know? Sure. <laughs> so we're doing that. You didn't say a name of a movie. I'm, I'm going into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, my, that's my intro to it. Oh. Once upon you, a time. You said we're doing that. We're doing, we're doing that with this upcoming movie. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I just tried to look it up to see what year it came out and I Googled crumpet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're doing the 2015 movie Krampus with the tagline of you better watch out. All of them do. They all, every you Christmas all better, horror movie. We all better watch out guys. This is going to be wild because I have some great Krampus. I'm so Ooh. looking for This is going to be a research episode for me. I'm pumped for this. And we'll get to see Dear Clown, who is a, a feature on Is This a Muppet? It all comes back, baby. It is a perfectly planned out. Tony Collette is in this. Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I'm excited. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. I haven't seen it. Well, so. Like most movies, I have not seen it. But. I need you guys to know that my little, like, like spit catcher thing still smells like sangria style. It truly. probably will forever, which is crazy that something can smell like a style. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you? You can find the pod on TikTok at Stop You're Ruining It. You can Thanks. find me on TikTok at Saved by the Dells. Sure can. You can find me on Instagram at Delaney Sears yeah. for the next, I uh, know, I guess... By the time you're listening to this, you cannot find me in my childhood bedroom. Yeah, I don't want to advertise to everyone that I'm here alone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. By the time you're hearing this, I am not in my childhood bedroom, you fucking pervs. You missed your chance. You missed your chance. Don't know which one of us you were going after, but it's too late for both. You fucking pervs. Pervs. Fethu's going home for Christmas. I'm not. I'm Thanksgiving, (laughs) but I'm not. And Christmas. They bought her a ticket. I'm not allowed home. She's in first class. Of course she is. Yeah. Fefu refuses to fly anything less than first class. Fefu is Amanda from this movie. Fefu's above business. Amanda lives and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> I'm, I can't express how mad I am. Fefu. <sighs> Any final thoughts no. on I think the best movie ever made? It's a good movie, man. 
It's a fantastic Excuse movie. Excuse me, do you have Adam's Family Values? Hey, lady! I'll tell you when we have Adam's Family Values! I, like John Mulaney, am a strong, independent, Asian-American woman. And I... All right, guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye! Bye!